This podcast is produced by EnergeticCity.ca, your only local and independent news in Northeast BC. To support local news and this podcast, go to EnergeticCity.ca slash join to find out more. Now, an in-depth look at the news and information shaping our community. This is Moose Talks with your host, Dub Craig, on Moose FM. Welcome back to the program. It's an all-hockey edition of the show, which is perfect because, of course, the Crystal Cup coming up tomorrow. But later on, we're going to be checking in with Fort St. John Huskies head coach, uh, Todd Alexander. They, of course, finished the season with 35 straight wins. That is a record by quite a lot, as we understand it. And as such, they uh, earned a first-round bye in the playoffs. So we'll talk a bit about what that means and uh, if they've got any anybody they're hoping to face in the second round uh, going forward. But first, the Fort St. John Senior Flyers resumed play this season after three long years away. So to chat about the season that was, we're joined now by Flyers President Paul Van Nostrand and Flyers Captain Adam Horst. Paul, always lovely to see you here on Moose Talks. Thanks for being here. Thank you, Warren. Good to be here. And uh, Adam, very happy to have you here uh, in this capacity as the Flyers captain here on Moose Tech, uh, Talks. Welcome. Thanks for having us. You're very welcome. Uh, so why don't we start uh, just kind of looking back on this season, if we could, uh, Paul. I mean, you were very excited, like everybody, when you were first able to come here and say, we're, we're coming back. Everything's kind of looking good for that. Looking back now, how, how do you feel about the season and, and just in general about how things went for you in the organization? Well, I'm very encouraged uh, by our season. You know, we, we didn't have a lot of wins this year, but that's mm-hmm. only a small part of it. The fact that we've got our organization back again after three years, as you mentioned. Got a great group of young guys and some solid senior leadership like Adam. Uh, many fans uh, commented that they're so glad to be watching the Flyers again and mm-hmm. our sponsorship is coming back on board. So all in all, very encouraged by what happened in the past season. Yeah. I want to ask the same question to you, uh, Adam. I mean, you, uh, you've you been with the Flyers, I think we were discussing beforehand, you're coming on 15, 16 years now that you've been playing uh, for the team after having three years away and then coming back this season, and you know, like Paul mentioned, you only got three wins, but that's really only a part of the situation. How are you feeling about how the season went and how excited it was to be back on the ice wearing the Flyers uniform again? Yeah, I mean, the season, to be honest, it was a it was a tough road with not winning a ton of games and and whatnot. But we, the the strides we made with so many new faces in our in our lineup and guys that hadn't played for a few years even right with the covid that hit and we lost a lot of a lot of ice time for a lot of guys and but we finally got some of the guys up from, from that played huskies before and stuff and we had a, a group of good young players and that was what this organization needed to to boost it again with some young blood in the in the lineup and we got that and we got a lot of promising kids in the in the dressing room now and it's uh it's going to be good going forward I know something that came up in uh, sort of interviews we had with Paul and with Andrew, even the the coach of the Flyers, um, was the difficulty that players were going to have and then I guess probably did have in sort of adjusting to the difference in the game when they were coming up from, say, the Huskies and whatnot. Um, You know, as a leader on the team, how did you approach 
mentoring the guys and saying, okay, well, I mean, the rules are pretty well all the same, but here's how you're going to see the game differently and how players can approach the game differently, especially teams that had a huge veteran core like the uh, Canucks and Dawson Creek, for example. How did you work with players and, and sort of guide them through, well, you have to be expecting this that maybe you hadn't seen before when you were playing, you know, lower levels like uh, or, or, or younger levels, I should say, like the Huskies. Yeah, I think that was probably the hardest part of everything was, you know, we, we said usually like when I came in to start playing Flyers, I was one of three rookies. Um, this year we had three or four veterans and a room full of rookies. So you, you're trying to, to talk your way into the heads of these kids and get them kind of in, in the mindset of a different game, whereas before it was easy because you come up and you watch the guys do it, right? So leading by example was another a big step in it and trying trying to show the way. But um, yeah, it, I don't know if I have a proper way. I mean, of how we came across with it, but it was trying to keep a positive vibe even with a, a rebuilding season. And we came into the season knowing it was going to be tough, and I think everybody kind of understood that it was going to be a learning process all year. And we tried to keep it positive and uh, still have some fun with it and just get guys competing. And hopefully the experience they took this year will go on into the next years and help out. I do want to say, uh, and uh, I'll direct this one to you also, Adam. I mean, a lot of the games, you guys were in a lot of games that couple goals the other way, you were in the win column instead, especially in the playoffs. I mean, you lost in overtime. And then you did beat the Canucks 4-2, if I remember right. Um, what do you think is the big difference then? What gets you over the kind of the, the line so then those bounces go your way instead of for the team going to next year? Do you think it's just experience and this team now has a whole other year of experience under their belt that they then bring to the league when you guys play again next year? Yeah, I think that that's a big part of it. And we talked about it before was, you know, you take those – one or two goal games, you know, a dozen of them or a half dozen of them throughout the season and you, you flip them over. And, you know, the season doesn't look so bad from that angle. Um, I don't think we're as far away from being a good team as it might have looked like if you look at the standings and that. Um, but, yeah, going forward, it's going to be... Uh, it, the experience is going to help. Um, and that's the big thing is learning how to win at that level is is the hard part. And I think by... Stealing that win in Dawson Creek was a a good show for the guys that, you know, we aren't that far away. You know, that's the top team in the league, and, and we, we played really good. Um, I'd say we were we had a chance in that series, and uh, we went in there with the mindset that we had a chance to win, and um, obviously we came up short, but the mindset was good, and the guys were ready to go, and I think next year it'll it'll be twice as good just from that experience. I'll ask you both this, uh, but I'll start with you, Paul. Um, you touched on kind of the fans being so supportive when you said the team was coming back. Again, now that we're we're kind of past the season in the playoffs, tell us a bit about the fans showing up to games and, and being in the crowd. How how was that for you? Was it surprise? Were you a little surprised with kind of the reaction you got uh, from fans and in the sense of the, the passion that you saw? Or were you like, no, this, this town's going to show up? Well, at the start of the season, there were a lot of unknowns. You know, mm -hmm. it started out unknown how many players are going to be out, and then it just sort of grew from there. Uh, unknowns about sponsorship, unknowns about volunteers, 
and unknowns about fan support. You know, Fort St. John is a solid hockey community. There's no doubt about it. And the Flyers have a long, uh, a long uh, history uh, in the town. And so we, we hoped that fan support would be there. And we were very encouraged by the fan support we did get, especially several games in the playoffs and, and several games where we recognized some past players and executive members. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fan support was great. So it'll only get better. Um, it's with any sports team. If you win, you'll draw the people out. Mm-hmm. And if you're not winning, it's tougher, tougher. Um, so we suspect that as we grow and, um, that the fan support will grow. Mm-hmm. I wanted to bring up to uh, Joey Massingham winning the most gentlemanly player uh, uh, award there in the award season and the first flyer to do so. Uh, I wanted your thoughts, especially Adam, on on what that that means to the team, because obviously Joey would be happy about that. But seeing a guy get recognized for for playing the game cleanly, I suppose. Uh, what does that mean to you and to the team? Whether you guys heard about that? I, you know, it's it's awesome. Um, it's definitely not. You know, the most gentlemanly player isn't always the the best one to to take home with you. But uh, you know, Joey Joey's a great player, and he plays the game hard. So the fact that he only got as many penalty minutes as he as he did is actually pretty impressive because he plays the the game with an edge, and he's a a gritty player. So yeah, and I was um, gonna sorry to interrupt. I was gonna say quick. I I was looking it up. I think he only got six penalty minutes in yeah. the hole. So that's like three penalties for the whole yeah, season. Yeah, which which is hard hard to believe the way he plays, but. It just shows a guy can can be an aggressive player and still play the game with respect, and um, that's Joey is a, a great example of that. So I'm super happy for him for getting the award, and uh, he deserves everything. All right, uh, one final question uh, for both of you. I'll start with you, Paul. Um, what do you think you're most excited about now? If if you already are looking forward to next season, with what you think uh, the kind of the next season will bring? Now that you've got this big kind of return season under under your belt. Well, right off the bat, uh, I'm very encouraged by the enthusiasm of our group and the commitment of our group. Mm-hmm. And um, during the last couple of games, uh, you know, I spoke with all the players and and thanked them for their commitment, and that was really evident. And that's a huge part of it. I mean, we had great commitment on the bus for road games, which often can be a struggle in this yeah. league. Uh, um, and so I was very encouraged by the commitment and the enthusiasm. Good young guys. They're very young. We have a very young team, obviously, as Adam alluded to. And uh, um, as they grow and mature and get stronger, um, and if the commitment continues, then uh, you know the future is very bright for the Flyers, I believe. Absolutely. Uh, same question to you, uh uh, Adam, what do you think you're most excited for going into next season? Now we were kind of talking, um, uh, <laughs> not to not to retire you already, but you're getting closer to the end, kind of end of your career here. I mean, as Paul alluded to, a nice young core group here. You think uh, everything goes right and the commitment remains, you could have a string of uh, victories, cup victories, to kind of finish out your career. Eh? I I think the future is bright for this group. We. Uh... My hope for the season was to to bring the leadership and and pass on the knowledge that's been passed to me over 
many years of playing with the Flyers, and I hope what I brought to the table this year was was that and pass on some of the how the Flyers run and the the culture that goes with it. And I must say, it's the the guys that we got are a solid group, um, great group of guys. I think they're going to do very well going forward. And yeah, I think it's it's going to be good coming up. Awesome. Well, I'm really appreciative that both of you made the time to uh, come out and chat with me this morning. I know uh, taking time away from your regular duties and all that. So thanks so much for being here, both of you. Thanks for having us, Doug. Thank you, Warren. Appreciate it very much. You're very welcome. That's Paul Van Nostren and Adam Horst with the Fort St. John Senior Flyers. We'll be right back to talk to Todd Alexander with the Fort St. John Huskies right after this on Moose Talks. Welcome back to the show. Now we're here to talk more about the Fort St. John Huskies. They uh, ended their season with 35 wins in a row, which uh, we were looking up. Nobody has done that in uh, really any league that I was able to see. Uh, Closest was 35 win, uh, undefeated streak 35 of of 35 games by uh, the Philadelphia Flyers in the NHL. But anyway, I'm going on. Uh, We're joined now by the Huskies head coach, Todd Alexander. Todd, thank you so much for being here once again. Thanks for the support. Appreciate it, Dub. <laughs> You're very welcome. Uh, so let's look back on the season before we kind of check out the playoffs. How, how are you feeling about this season went? I mean, it, it seems like as great as last season was, this one yeah. almost went even better. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, season by season for sure. Last year was special with how we uh, capped it off with the provincial championship and mm-hmm. being the first in Alberta like that for uh, this organization was huge for us. Uh you know, we've won the BC Championship back in the day, back in 68-69, uh, I believe. The Golden Hawks were the BC champs, so it's not like they haven't won a provincial championship before, but this was the first one in Alberta, and mm-hmm. that uh, that will always uh, have a special place for, for myself anyways, and I'm sure a lot of the players that were along that journey as well. Yeah, uh, and I mean, we got to talk about the 35 wins in a row because <laughs> it was like the first six seven games you're kind of you had a couple wins then you had a couple losses in a row but then it was kind of all wins since then what do you think managed to go so right in every game was it kind of your ethos of let's only kind of play a game at a time and worry about what we do before worrying about anything else yeah a little bit i mean we're the focus for our group is uh consistent it's uh the standard of play we hold ourselves to a certain standard we try to get to that standard each and every night and then uh we see where the cards lay uh as far as the way the start went uh we were not playing as a team very well it was a lot of individual hockey um the puck movement was fairly stale uh the positioning wasn't great we were giving up uh a lot of scoring chances uh and and i think that uh once we got through that stretch uh, the boys realized the importance of playing as a team and it can happen to a group even with the experience that those guys have had last year i think that uh you know some of our our guys were just trying to do too much on their own and didn't realize that uh we needed to get back to our, our systematical play which uh helps us quite a bit mm-hmm. i think what really stands out to me is the number of close games you had where you still managed, you know, to come on and win overtime, uh, you know, last minute goals. I think you had a shootout that went 10 rounds and yeah. that you won. I mean, how, what do you think it says about this team and their commitment that they managed to stay calm in situations like that where 
our 17 game, our 20 game, our 25, our 30 game win streak is on the line and it could one bounce could could end that for us. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, I think that's just a testament to our mental toughness and uh, how much we put into mental fitness for our group. Um, you know, it's a conversation that we have each and every week. Uh, we try to do something uh, to help build upon that each and every week as well so that we're not just uh, having conversation, but we're actually like going through the educational part of it and uh, being aware of it and making sure that... Uh, uh, other guys are aware of uh, themselves and the situations that they're in so that they can contribute in those moments. Um, you know, as far as, like, the streak goes, uh, there wasn't a whole bunch of talk in our room because, uh, again, uh, the focus is the standard of play, period. Um, that's the message each and every night. And, uh, yeah, we we got got the 35 wins, and uh, I think the uh, the prior to that the league record was 34, so... It was kind of neat to be a part of that. I'm sure one day that uh, these guys will uh, look back and it'll be a lot more to them than what it is right now. But uh, really, uh, not that uh, I'm using the proper wording here that we, we don't care about the streak, but the the group is really more focused on getting back to where they were last year, um, uh, being being ready to go for playoffs and, and then uh, trying to get down to... Uh, provincials and and defend that championship as well so when uh the mindset is there and and it's clear and it's and the and the focus is uh runs through the whole hockey club then uh you know you can you can have uh have some some good runs like this and have some success because of of where you're paying attention to and what you're doing about it each and every night so i think that uh you know just a little bit of icing on the cake to to have the 35 but really these guys are way more focused uh, about playoffs and and getting back to what our stanley cup is which is the provincial championship mm-hmm. i mean you went through this last year with the the bye in the first round and you've been in first place i think in the nwjhl since about christmas time with your lead kind of widening as it went along how do you feel about bye weeks how do you kind of keep everyone kind of in the you know, with the I'm, the momentum going, that's the word I'm looking for, when yeah. you're not playing an opponent who's trying to defeat you for, it's going to be close to a week and a bit by the time you kind of get into the second round here. Yeah, I think a lot of that has to do with our leadership group and the mindset that they have each and every practice and the competitiveness that we have out on the rink when we go to practice. Um, you know, the, you don't just uh, show up on the weekend and expect to win hockey games. You got to put a lot of work into what these guys have done and and uh, what they've uh, been able to accomplish in in practice throughout the week. It's it's extremely important. There's no switch that you can turn on and off. So, you know, if you practice proper and and do the right things and have the right effort and and you're working on the habits that you need to work on and everybody's being competitive and hard on each other then mm-hmm. yeah you can you can have constructive practices and get yourself ready for it and you can also heal up a little bit which is uh, we're taking advantage of that cuz i think since january 7th we've had five or six guys out of the lineup each and every night uh, we had to lean on the uh, U18 trackers quite a bit down the stretch there to fill some spots, which they did an excellent job of as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of thanks to the the players and uh, and their coaching staff uh, for helping us uh, get through that little stretch as well. So, I mean, there's a lot of different things that can go into it, but I think uh, you know our mindset is uh, is right. It's there. Um, it's for the right reasons. 
and uh, the 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 whole group is is bought into that mindset. So it's very player driven culture. And when you have things like that going on, uh, there's not a lot that I really have to do other than show up and just try not to hit the ditch with uh, with the guys uh, <laughs> and make sure that I'm not over coaching or interfering or getting in the way yeah. of that. So, you know, a lot of kudos goes to the players. At the end of the day, the players are the one that win the games, and uh, and I'm just there to direct traffic. Mm-hmm. Now, I do want to mention this. It's uh, Captain Caden Fournette's last year with the Huskies. Uh, I'm not sure if he's the only one who's playing their final season. Um, but how much is that a motivating factor for this team? Do you think like, Hey, it's Caden's last year. Let's see if we can win it all again for us and, and also for him. So he's got yeah. a good memory when he goes on to play for maybe even the flyers next year. Yeah. I think Caden's actually uh, accepted a scholarship to Marion university down in the States. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, con- big congratulations to him, the body of work that he's put in over the years. He's been with me for, you know, four or five years now, um, he's the type of leader that uh, takes the shirt off his back and makes sure that someone else has something before he gets anything. Uh, he's not a guy that's uh, looking for recognition consistently. He's just making sure that his club's ready to go. He's uh, part of a leadership group that's uh, been with us for quite a while. Nick Lowen's another one that's going to age out. He's done a fantastic job for us as well. Uh, Kimmy is another guy that's uh, going to age out this year, and so is Oscar Burgess. So, you know, I don't. Each and every year, we always have guys that are going to age out or don't come back. You lose like 33% of your roster consistently. So, I don't know if there's extra motivation there uh, for the players to to win f- for someone in in specific. But uh, I think that there's a lot of motivation from the leadership group to make sure that the rest of the guys are falling in line and. You know, everybody's got value and everybody's got a piece of the rope to pull, whether you're on the rink uh, in the game that night or you're helping in practice or you're in the stands helping everybody else see things that we can't quite see because the game's so fast and you need multiple eyes on it to make adjustments. So I think that's what the leadership group does at the end of the day is uh, is provides the motivation to want to be on this club and want to be successful and want to play to that standard that we were talking about. Absolutely. All right, Todd. Well, I really appreciate you taking a few minutes to uh, chat with us today. Thanks so much for being here again. Yeah, thanks, Dub. Always a good time to come here, and I appreciate the support. And, you know, the city's done a good job this year uh, with our organization as well. I think we broke an attendance record as far as uh, the entire season accumulated uh, with fans. So we're really looking forward to seeing the fans out there supporting us in playoffs as well, especially down the stretch here. We had some really big uh, big crowds, and, and I know the boys notice it, and they feel it, and it helps us uh, get through situations as well when you know you got that many people uh cheering you on and and uh, wishing you the best of luck so looking forward to it dub (laughs) well best of luck to you by the way thanks buddy uh, appreciate that here uh that's todd alexander the head coach of the fort st john huskies hockey club our thanks to our guests today paul van nostrand adam horst and todd alexander for making time for us Speaking of all the hockey we've been talking about, again, Moose FM and EnergeticCity.ca will be all over the Crystal Cup this weekend, doing videos and offering highlights for you on our social media. So if you can't make it out to the fun, make sure you follow us all weekend long uh, for Crystal Cup highlights and updates. You can just follow Moose FM and EnergeticCity.ca on Facebook and Instagram for more on that. Well, that's the show for today. Trey Lopashinsky and Jordan Prentice are the producers of Moose Talks. I'm Dub Craig. Be well. 
Thanks for listening to this EnergeticCity.ca podcast. EnergeticCity.ca is your only local and independent news in Northeast BC. To help keep us independent and to support this podcast, go to EnergeticCity.ca slash join.